Here's Papa is brought to you by Just Some Podcast Media. Dun, da, da, da. The views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution. <laughs> Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. Let's get started. Papa, why were all the numbers afraid of seven? I don't know. Why? Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Do you think we learn about ourselves through jokes and laughter? Yeah, I think we do. I have another joke that I made up. Okay, let's hear it. Would you remember me in five years? Yeah, I think so. Would you remember me in five days? Yes. Will you remember me tomorrow? Yes. Who's there? You said you would remember me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the subject matter in Nurse Papa the book can be pretty heavy at times. We take care of kids with cancer here, and that's no joke. On the other hand, I have learned so much about joy and resilience from the kids I have taken care of over the years. Their parents, too, just by being their wonderful selves, have helped me to recognize the type of dad which I now strive to be. It's not always depressing. It's not always sad. And even when it is, there often exists great truths in small, joyful moments. For this reason, I'd like to share a few short stories from my upcoming book, which reveal unexpected humorous aspects of the home and hospital experience. They remind the reader that levity exists here too, and that great insight can be derived from both sorrow and happiness. Please enjoy some breaks from the heartbreak. Let's hit the road! Love is blind. Sometimes what remains unseen is the funniest thing of all. Kids are rarely left alone in the hospital. Their parents and often their siblings are present to support and love them. For this reason, we practice family-centered nursing. We adapt our care to improve the well-being of both the child and their family. Although it is often challenging for nurses to navigate multiple needs and personalities in one room, it is worth the trouble. Making the whole family happier benefits everyone. Emily, a nurse who I've worked with for a long time, told me the story of a particularly unique family who was always together. Their young daughter suffered from retinoblastoma, a rare form of cancer that develops from cells in the eye. Surgeons had removed her affected eye, leaving her half blind. She was not alone in the dark though. Both her mother and father were fully blind since birth. The only member of the family with unfettered sight was the girl's infant brother, who was seemingly forever strapped to his dad's back. Between the four family members, they had three seeing eyes. 
Despite their limitations, though, they seem to get around just fine. Blindness does not ensure courtesy, however. The girl's father was known to be a bit rude and hard to work with at times, so Emily was prepared for some attitude when she entered the room that day. She was leaning down over her young patient with her back to the father when he said roughly, Leave it! Before Emily could respond to this strange order, he commanded her to sit even more sternly. Then, Emily felt the father's warm, moist breath on the back of her neck. She whipped around with the intention of confronting him, only to find a dopey-looking Labrador staring her in the face. It was the family's seeing-eye dog. The girl's father, sensing that his four-legged guide was encroaching on Emily's face, had been attempting to rein him in. Come, boy, the father requested of the dog once again. Leave that nice nurse alone now. In some patient rooms, even the dog is part of the family. Break from the heartbreak. Candy is dandy. I remember a 13-year-old patient I cared for when I was a very new nurse. A tumor located right next to his pituitary gland had caused him to gain a massive amount of weight, so he appeared much older than he actually was. It was only his high-pitched voice, pimply face, and general childlike manner that gave away his age. His name was Daniel, and he was very sweet. He enjoyed his sweets, too. The medication he was taking gave him a tremendous appetite. He snacked constantly in his hospital bed at all hours of the day and night. His large stomach was just like a picnic table. His multiple chins were like pillowy steps that led up to his lovable, pudgy face. This human dining surface was scattered with the remaining crumbs and wrappers of candy and various salty treats. Because Daniel was so large and weak, he couldn't move around much. We helped to shift his large form as often as we could in order to prevent him from developing pressure ulcers on his expansive body. One evening, as another nurse and I moved Daniel onto his side in order to inspect the skin on his back, we noticed five brightly colored marks on the boy's skin. Upon closer inspection, we discovered much to our delight, and also our horror, that the blemishes were not bruises, but rather peanut M&Ms pressed deeply into Daniel's pliable and spongy skin. The source had obviously been one of Daniel's snack breaks gone awry. As we regarded this strange sight, one of the half-melted candies, giving way to sweat and gravity, dropped to the bed. It left behind the faint but discernible yellowish ghost mark of its recent sugar-coated tenant. It was difficult not to smile at this sight, and at the knowledge that Daniel had unknowingly disproved the long-touted promise by the folks at Mars Chocolate, that M&Ms melt only in your mouth. In my head, I rewrote the famous jingle that had planted itself in my consciousness as a child. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not on your back. Daniel was receiving palliative care when I knew him, and he died not too long after that day we found the candy pressed into his back. His fate was so sad and unfair, but fortunately, that is not all I remember of him. Although I did not know him terribly well, I will never forget his sweet disposition and the sincere, loving way he gazed at his mom over his thick glasses. Of course, I will also never forget that chocolate discovery we made upon his backside. The memory of it still makes me smile, and a little bit hungry for a sugary snack. 
Thank you for listening to just a few of the funny moments that have kept me laughing throughout my pediatric nursing career. In my book, Nurse Papa, you'll find these and so much more that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. You'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses, some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy and, when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast. <laughs>